0: Part One, Chapter Nineteen of In Desert and Wilderness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. In Desert and Wilderness by Henrik Sinkovich, translated by Max Anthony Dresmal. Chapter Nineteen the visit to the mahdi and the interview with him evidently did not heal idris as during the night he grew worse and in the morning became unconscious shamis geber and the two bedouins were summoned to the caliph who detained them some hours and praised their courage but they returned in the worst humour and with rage in their souls for they had expected the lord knows what rewards and in the meantime abdullahi gave each one an egyptian pound about five dollars and a horse. The Bedouins began a quarrel with Geber, which almost resulted in a fight. In the end, they announced that they would ride together with a camel post to Fashoda to demand payment from smain. They were joined by chamis, who expected that the patronage of smain would be more beneficial to him than a sojourn in Omdurman. For the children, a week of hunger and misery began. For Gaber, did not think of feeding them. Fortunately, Stas had the two dollars with the effigy of Maria Theresa, which he got from the Greek. So he went to the city to buy dates and rice. The Sudanese did not oppose this trip, as they knew that he could not escape from Omdurman, and that under no circumstances would he desert the little bint this experience did not pass without some adventures however for the sight of a boy in european dress buying provisions at the market-place again attracted a crowd of semi-savage dervishes who received him with laughter and yells Fortunately many knew that he had been at the Mardis the previous day and they restrained those who wanted to assault him only children threw sand and stones at him but he paid no attention to them at the market-place the prices were too high stas could not obtain any dates at all and a considerable part of the rice was taken away from him by gaber for his sick brother the boy resisted with all his strength in consequence of which a scuffle and fight ensued in which the really weaker one came out with numerous contusions and bruises in addition the cruelty of chamis became manifest the latter evinced an attachment for Saba, and fed him with raw meat on the other hand at the distress of the children whom he knew of old and who had always been kind to him he looked with the utmost indifference and when Stas addressed him with a request that he should at least give Nell a morsel of food he replied laughing go and beg and It finally came to pass that Stas, during the following days desiring to save Nell from death by starvation begged nor was he always unsuccessful At times some former soldier or officer of the egyptian khedive Gave him a few piastres or a few dried figs and promised to aid him on the following day Once he happened to meet a missionary and a sister of charity who hearing his story bemoaned the fate of both children And though they themselves were wasted with hunger shared with him everything which they had they also promised to visit them in the huts and did actually come the next day in the hope that they might succeed in taking the children with them until the time of the departure of the post but Geber with chamis drove them away with courbaches on the following day stars met them again and received from them a little measure of rice together with two quinine powders which the missionary instructed him to save most carefully in the expectation that the fashoda fever inevitably awaited both you will ride now he said alongside in the dense floating masses in the white nile or the so-called suits the river not being able to flow freely across the barriers composed of vegetation and weeds which the current of the water carries and deposits in the more shallow places forms there extensive and infectious swamps Amid which the fever does not spare even the negroes. Beware particularly of sleeping on the bare ground without a fire. We already wish to die, answered Stas almost with a moan. At this, the missionary raised his haggard face and for a while prayed, after which he made the sign of the cross over the boy and said, Trust in God. You did not deny him, so his mercy and care will be over you stas tried not only to beg but to work a certain day seeing a crowd of men labouring at the place of prayer he joined them and began to carry clay for the palisade with which the place was to be surrounded they jeered at and jostled him but at evening the old sheik who superintended the work gave him twelve dates stas was immensely overjoyed at this compensation for dates with rice formed the only wholesome nourishment for nell and became more and more difficult to obtain in Omdurman. So he brought them with pride to his little sister, to whom he gave everything which he could secure. He sustained himself for a week almost exclusively upon jura taken from the camels. Nell was greatly delighted at the sight of her favorite fruit, but wanted him to share it with her. So tiptoeing, she placed her hands on his shoulders and turning up her head, Began to gaze into his eyes and plead, Stas, eat a half, eat. To this he replied, I have already eaten, I have eaten, I have eaten my fill. And he smiled, but immediately began to bite his lips in order not to weep, as he really was hungry. He promised himself that the following day he would go again and earn some more, but it happened otherwise. In the morning, a musalem from abdullahi came with the announcement that the camel-post was to leave at night for fashoda and with the caliph's command that idris geber shamis and the two bedouins should prepare to go with the children This command amazed and aroused the indignation of geber So he declared that he would not go as his brother was sick And there was no one to attend to him and even if he were well both had decided to remain at Omdurman but the muzalem replied the mahdi has only one will and abdullahi his caliph and my master never alters commands your brother can be attended by a slave while you will depart for fashoda then i shall go and inform him that i will not depart to the caliph are admitted only those whom he himself desires to see and if you go without permission and through violence should force yourself into his presence I will lead you to the gallows Allah Akbar then tell me plainly that I am a slave be silent and obey orders answered the musalem The Sudanese had seen in Omdurman gallows breaking under the weight of hanging men By orders of the ferocious abdullahi these gallows were daily decorated with new bodies Geber became terror-stricken that which the musalem told him and the Mahdi commanded but once was reiterated by all the dervishes there was therefore no help it was necessary to ride I Shall see Idris no more thought Geber in His tigerish heart was concealed a sort of attachment for his older brother So that at the thought that he would have to leave him in sickness. He was seized by despair in vain did Chamis and the Bedouins represent to him that they might fare better in fashoda than in omdurman and that smain in all probability would reward them more bountifully than the caliph had done no words could assuage Gebhr's grief and rage and the rage rebounded mainly upon stas it was indeed a day of martyrdom for the boy he was not permitted to go to the market-place so he could not earn anything or beg and was compelled to work as a slave at the pack-saddles which were being prepared for the journey This became a more difficult matter as from hunger and torture. He weakened very much He was certain that he would die on the road if not under gabus courbash then from exhaustion Fortunately the Greek who had a good heart came in at the evening to visit the children and to bid them farewell and at the same time to provide for them on the way he brought a few quinine powders and besides these a few glass beads and a little food Finally learning of Idris's sickness. He turned to Geber Chamis, and the Bedouins Know this he said I come here by the Mahdi's command And when they heard this they smote with their foreheads and he continued You are to feed the children on the way and treat them well They are to render a report of your behavior to smain Smain shall write of this to the Prophet if any complaint against you comes here the next post will carry a death sentence for you a New bow was the only reply to these words in addition Geber and shamis had the means of dogs on which muzzles are placed the Greek then ordered them away after which he thus spoke to the children in English I Fabricated all this for the Mahdi did not issue any new orders but as he said that you were to go to fashoda it is necessary that you should reach there alive I also reckoned upon this that none of them will see either the Mahdi or the Caliph before their departure After which to stars I took umbrage at you boy and, and feel it yet Do you know that you almost ruined me the Mahdi was offended at me and to secure his forgiveness? I was forced to surrender to abdullahi a considerable portion of my estate and besides, I do not know for how long a time I have saved myself. In any case, I shall not be able to assist the captives as I have heretofore done. But I felt sorry for you, particularly for her, and here he pointed at nell. I have a daughter of the same age whom I love more than my own life, and for her sake I have done everything which I have done. Christ will judge me for this. Up to this time, she wears under her dress on her breast a silver cross her name is the same as yours little one were it not for her i would have preferred to die than to live in this hell he was deeply moved for a while he was silent after which he rubbed his forehead with his hand and began to speak of something else the mahdi sends you to fashoda with the idea that there you will die in this manner he will revenge himself upon you for your stubbornness boy which touched him deeply and he will not lose his fame for mercy he always acts thus but who knows who is destined to die first abdullahi suggests to him the idea that he should order the dogs who kidnapped you to go with you he rewarded them miserably and now he fears that they may publish it besides they both preferred that the people should not be told that there are still in egypt troops cannons money and englishmen it will be a hard road and distant you will go into a country desolate and unhealthy so guard as the eye in the head those powders which i gave to you sir order gaber once more not to dare to starve or hit nell said stas do not fear i commended you to the old sheik who has charge of the post he is an old acquaintance of mine i gave him a watch and with that i gained his protection for you Saying this he began to bid them farewell Taking Nell in his arms. He pressed her to his bosom and repeated may God bless you my child In the meantime the Sun descended and the night became starry in the dusk resounded the snorting of horses and the groans of the heavily loaded camels End of chapter 19